Um, yes, I have become, I became a granny about three days into my tour. So it was about a week before I could see her. Um, but she is beautiful and she's called Freya Neve Joy. And her surname is Lynn. So <laughs> she's got four girls' names. Yeah. Um, I was playing the mother of the sons of Zebedee, James and John, who are also known as the Sons of Thunder. So on my tour, they christened me Granny Thunder. So I think I'm going to use that as my Instagram or TikTok or whatever. <laughs> so, yes, intercessory prayer. And I promise those of you that heard me speak last time, I'm not going to speak for an hour. <laughs> I get carried away. I'm very sorry. Um, and I know those chairs are not really comfortable to sit on for an hour. So you will have lots of time, hopefully, for your small group. It's now 20 past 10. When should I stop? 22. Quarter two. Quarter two. Um, I'm, yeah. No. Shall I take the headset off? Yeah, okay. Shall I use outdoor theatre voice anyway? Can you hear me? I, I'm not wonderfully comfortable with a handheld mic, but I'll do my best. because I took my jumper off and dislodged it or something. Mind you, we didn't do a sound test with this one, did we? Is that on? Yeah, it's on. Can you hear me all right? And I'm not, I'm not crackling. Can't remember where, where I got to. But, uh, you know, <clears throat> I will start up front by saying um, intercess intercession is my calling, which is, it was my first calling, uh, which is... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I'll, I'll go into that a bit later, but um, that's the reason why I picked this subject. Uh, but actually, I'm standing up here, and I, normally I'm a very con confident speaker, but I'm feeling very um, nervous and vulnerable. And I think it's because when something is so close to you and so deep inside you, it's much harder to share it <laughs> with other people. So I will do my best. <clears throat> I have prepared stuff, but I'm not sure I might go off-piste. So the first thing I did, where's my phone? Just hang on a second. <clears throat> uh, was look up, wasn't the first thing I did, it was the last thing I did, was look up um, the dictionary defi definition of intercessor. And it says, one who intercedes or makes intercession, that's helpful, isn't it? Especially with the stronger for the weaker, and I thought well, that was quite kind of interesting because obviously the great intercessor is Jesus who intercedes for us all the time um, before the Father. One who pleads with one on behalf of another or endeavours to reconcile parties at variance, a mediator. One who goes between or intercedes. So when you make intercession, when you uh, pray intercessory prayers, I've lost my glasses now as well. Um, then you are interceding, you are mediating for them. So we all know about the intercessions in the prayer of in, in the Church of England, don't we? I looked up the Church of England web, website. 
And it says, all Christians are called to share in the ministry of Christ's intercession for the whole world. The typical pattern for intercessions in common worship services is this. One, the Church of Christ. Two, creation, human society, the sovereign and those in authority. Three, the local community. Four, those who suffer. Five, the communion of saints. And if you are... uh, if you attend um, St. Paul's, you will recognize that pattern because we do do that every week in every service I've gone to. That is the pattern that the prayers follow, and that is intercession. Um, to me, it sounds a little bit highfalutin, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, but it's the pattern by which our prayers are led. But that's not all that intercession is. So I'm going to try and... Um, explain to you what I understand intercession to be Um, and the biblical definition I think is is first found in Ezekiel 22 verse 30 so I've put the Bibles out because I've I've been very bad this week I haven't really prepared at all well um, so I didn't send in the scriptures for them to put up on the um, screen so if you want to look up Ezekiel 22 verse 30 Otherwise, if you don't want to look it up, I will just read it out. It says, I looked for someone among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the land so that I would not have to destroy it, but I found no one. So Ezekiel, of all the prophets, I think, was the one who stood in the gap um, between God and the people. He pleaded for the people most of the prophets did it, but Ezekiel is the one that stands, stands out to me. So when we intercede for a person, a people, or a situation, we're standing in the gap for them. And it's, it's a very precious thing to do because this is what Jesus does for us. You know, Jesus, Jesus is our um, example for this. He did it most of all on the cross He stood in our place on the cross, bridging the gap between us and the Father. You know, it doesn't matter how good we are. Um, It doesn't doesn't matter. If you're jumping a cavern, it doesn't matter how far across you get. If you don't make it all the way, you're still going to die. And that's what Jesus does for us. He lies across the chasm so that we can get across to, to, to meet the Father. I don't know if that illustration helps but um, it's one my husband uses often Romans 8:34 tells us he still intercedes for us in heaven Christ Jesus who died more than that who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us and there are many ways to make intercessory prayer I, I know several people who I admire greatly, who make lists, they have prayer lists, and they pray them through every morning. And I have tried doing that, and I can't. I I just get, I get bored. (laughs) Which is a terrible thing to say, isn't it, really? But I just cannot, it does not light anything inside me. Um, But some people are methodical by nature, and that is the way they pray, and I admire it immensely, immensely. Yeah, and I I know that that has great value to the Lord. 
Um, I will say that I looked in the Bible for an example of somebody who made a prayer list and I couldn't find one. Um, if you know different, please do tell me genuinely, I would like to know. The only thing I could find really was the Lord's Prayer, which is not quite the same thing, I don't think, because it's not, I think the Lord's Prayer is more praying for ourselves, isn't it? <clears throat> So this is, these are examples of ordered and disciplined intercessory prayer. And now I want to look at the other extreme, which is, where, which is what falls on me. <clears throat> so people can be called to be intercessors the same way that people can be called to, evan to be evangelists or teachers or anything else in the church. Um, and it's a very strange gift. It's not a particularly popular gift. Um, you might see people, uh, particularly if you go to a conference or somewhere there's a large gathering of Christians, you might see people in a corner in a heap on the floor, grunting, screaming, crying, um, jumping up and down and crying, um, full of passion. If you see that, please don't judge the people who are doing it because that is a burden that God places on them. And um, when it comes on me, you would think I was in labor, um, definitely screaming, crying, pain. It, it's actually very hard work. <clears throat> if you see that, even if you don't understand it, the best thing you can do for that person is to protect, pray protection over them because actually in the spiritual realm, they're in a very vulnerable position. Um, the enemy hates people who um, pray those intercessory prayers <clears throat> and he will do what he can to attack or dislodge the person. Um, <clears throat> the reason I call it a strange thing is because when a burden comes on you like that, it comes on you and it's very passionate and powerful and then suddenly it's lifted and that's how you know it's not the person it, themselves because when the burden lifts, it's like nothing has happened. Um, that's how I know when it's not me, it's something that God puts on me. Is this making sense to people? Yeah, I'm getting a few nods, that's good. Um, it's very alien to our British sensibilities. Um, I did hear one very upright Christian lady in a prayer meeting say, I don't see why we have to throw ourselves about like that. <laughs> um, that was in reaction to another lady who was, you know, hun hunched on the floor crying. Um, and she was sobbing. Um, she was sobbing out her heart, what was on her heart before the Lord. So please don't be judgmental. And if you do see people um, who don't understand, you can explain to them what's going on. It's a very important gift. There are examples of this kind of prayer in the Bible. If you look at Hebrews 5 verse 7, it says, Jesus himself offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death and he was heard because of his reverent submission. Um, I have been told that the 
the words translated fervent cries could actually be better translated as screams. And in Romans 8.26, it says, I'm jumping about quite quickly. You don't have to follow if you don't want. 8.26, it says, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And quite often you can hear that in those big conferences, you know, that people will be groaning or grunting or, or whatever. That is, that is intercessory prayer. Moving on, there's also prophetic intercession, uh, which you will see a lot in the prophets of old. Um, uh, the one I've picked out is Micah 1 verse 8. Because of this, I will weep and wail. I will go about barefoot and naked. I will howl like a jackal and mourn like an owl. So his prophetic action was to go about barefoot and naked. And you will quite often see, I think Isaiah as well was called to be naked for three years as a prophetic action. Um, during the 24-7 prayer that we had towards the end of lockdown, um, it was very hot and I was doing a lot of work in my garden. Um, I cleaned all the stones on the pebble path. Um, I took them all up, put a new membrane down to get rid of the weeds, cleaned all the earth off them. And as I was doing that, the pebbles appeared to me as people. Um, and it was a, it, everything that I was doing in that garden was prophetic prayer. The actions that I was taking, the cleaning off, and um, having to clean and re-clean and re-clean again to get all the dirt off them. Um, pulling up the weeds. It, it was all very clearly to me something that I was doing before the Lord as prayer. So sometimes the actions that we do can be intercessory prayer. You might not be actually saying any words, but it's the action that you're doing that is the prayer before the Lord. I know of people who... Um, paint prayers, paint intercessory prayers, the wonderful songs that Helen picked this morning, particularly the first two, those are intercessory prayers. I speak Jesus. I speak Jesus over my family. I speak Jesus over this situation. I speak Jesus into it. If there's nothing else you can pray but blessing, it is still an intercessory prayer and it is still valuable. Um, Open the eyes of my heart. <clears throat> That's where you start. Ask the Lord, what do you want me to pray for? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. There's another song um, that has words in it that always used to make me cry. Break my heart for what breaks yours. That is intercession. When you find yourself crying, if you're watching the news, if you're reading the newspaper, if you see a situation and you find yourself moved by it, then that that is inter you turn that to God, that's intercessory prayer. So those um, are what I consider the extremes. You know, you've got your lists on one end and you've got your screaming and crying on the other. Um, but there is a middle ground. If you're not comfortable with either of those, um, then we'll look at, we will look this one up, Genesis 18, verses 22 to, to 33. 
The men turned away and went towards Sodom. But Abraham remained standing before the Lord. When you pray in an intercessory way, you stand before the Lord. Then Abraham approached him, the Lord, and said, Will you sweep away the righteous with the wicked? What if there are 50 righteous people in the city? Will you really sweep it away and not spare the place for the sake of 50 righteous people in it? Far be it from you to do such a thing, to kill the righteous with the wicked, treating the righteous and the wicked alike. Far be it from you. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? The Lord said, If I find 50 righteous people in the city of Sodom, I will spare the whole place for their sake. Then Abraham spoke up again. Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, though I am nothing but dust and ashes, what if the number of the righteous is five, is five less than fifty? Will you destroy the whole city for lack of five people? If I find forty-five there, he said, I will not destroy it. Once again he spoke to him, what if only forty are found there? He said, for the sake of forty I will not do it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak. What if only 30 can be found there? He answered, I will not do it if I find 30 there. Abraham said, Now that I have been so bold as to speak to the Lord, what if only 20 can be found there? He said, For the sake of 20, I will not destroy it. Then he said, May the Lord not be angry, but let me speak just once more. What if only ten can be found there? He answered, For the sake of ten, I will not destroy it. When the Lord had finished speaking with Abraham, he left, and Abraham returned home. Now we all know what happened to Sodom. There, was not, there were not ten righteous people living in that city. But the, the conversation that Abraham, if you look at that, he was bold, he was humble, but he was bold and he, he said, you are, he, he, he challenged him. He challenged God, basically. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? That's quite a thing to say to God, isn't it? Um, so we can be quite bold in our prayers. So practical ways of praying. Well, I've also already said about the songs in your worship, um, the songs that you pick, um, you can intercede. Uh, depends on the song that you pick. <clears throat> Some of the things I do, maybe you're a mum at home looking after a family. Maybe you do ironing. Some, a lot of people don't these days, but maybe you do ironing. Um, you can pray for the person who's clothed your ironing as you're ironing them. A colleague of mine suffered a great loss some years ago. Um, we used to travel around in the van together, and she had this little game where she would pick out yellow, all the yellow cars. We had to have one each. Say, oh, there's a yellow car. That's yours, Dawn. There's a yellow car. That's Andy's. <laughs> but she suffered a great loss. She lost her husband, and it's really, really devastated her. She still hasn't recovered, and this is probably about five years ago now. And every time I see a yellow car, it reminds me of her. So I just send a prayer up to the Lord for, for none. You know, yellow car, oh Lord, bless none, sustain her. 
If you walk a dog, or just go on a walk by yourself, you can pray quietly. If you pray in tongues, pray in tongues as you walk. Look at the situations around you. Go and stand and look at the children, not in a creepy way. <laughs> but, you know, look at the children. Ask God about them. What about these children, Lord? Bless them in Jesus' name. Bless their situations. Bless their home lives. That's intercession. <clears throat> if you can't get around much, one of the things that um, I've done in the past is I built a, a, a jigsaw of Southam, where I live. And as I put the jigsaw together, I prayed for each street. That's intercessory prayer. That's prayer walking. It doesn't have to be a long and complicated prayer. It doesn't have to be full of passion. It just has to be sincere. And you know, just out of conversation with God, what about this person? Say a person's hurt you. What about this person, Lord? Why have they done what they've done? How can I pray for them? How can I bless them? It's not always easy to do, but it's good to do. And usually will make you feel a hundred times better about the situation. Maybe God will reveal to you what's going on in their lives, you know, and that will help you understand why they've treated you badly. Can just be an arrow prayer. Um, doesn't have to be for people either. It can be for places or it can be for organizations. You know, Lord, bless open doors and the work that they're doing. You know, if God brings that to mind, I speak Jesus into whatever they're doing. Meet their needs, Lord. <clears throat> you can turn scripture into prayer. It's a very good thing to do because you know, you know that you're praying the heart of Jesus. So I've got a couple of examples. Um, one line from Psalm 91 and one from Psalm 121. Uh, from Psalm 91, may no plague come near their tent, Lord. Psalm 121, Lord, please watch over their coming and going, both now and forevermore. It can be a prayer full of sorrow and yearning. Our tears are very precious to God. Um, Psalm 56 verse 8 says, um, it depends on the translation you've got, but the translation I love is, you keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. So if you cry a lot, like I do, um, God keeps your tears in a bottle. Your tears are really precious to him. Finally, <clears throat> the Bible tells us that our prayers go up to him like incense. They're a fragrant offering in his nostrils. Psalm 141 verse 2 says, may, be, may my prayer be set before you like incense. May the lifting up of my hands be like the evening sacrifice. And Revelation 5 verse 8 says, each one had a harp, this is the elders, I think, uh, each one had a harp and they were holding golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of God's people. And I don't know if you remember, there was a song oh, quite a while ago that Matt Redman wrote that talked about um, 
May the prayers of the saints be a sweet-smelling incense. Do you remember that one? It's a beautiful song if you've not heard it. It's Matt Redman, and it is called The Prayers of the Saints, I think. May the prayers of the saints be sweet-smelling incense to your heart. And that song was actually, um, it came about when they were just jamming in the studio and happened to record what they were jamming. So it was really sort of spirit-led. Um, that's all I've got on my notes. Um, I, because I am badly prepared, I did not prepare you any questions. But in your groups, if you would like to discuss any kind of intercession that you may have seen or experienced. Um, I'm going to pray now and I'm going to ask that God release um, a spirit of intercession over us. Maybe in our groups we can intercede for people or places or things. Um, so yeah, maybe you just want to catch up. That's good too because that's relationship. So Father, I pray that you will take <laughs> my poor offering and increase it, Lord, in our hearts. And Father, I pray that you will, in the name of Jesus, release a spirit of intercession over us today. Bring to our thoughts uh, the things that you want us to pray for. And um, restore to us whatever we've lost, Lord, in our prayer lives. Uh, Father, we want to be closer to you. And um, we want to have a deeper relationship with you. So will you draw us deeper and deeper into your arms, into your heart, and show us how to pray. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. <laughs>